Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway, and in this episode, I'll be speaking with the co-founders of Clear Flame Engine Technologies, Dr. Julie Blumreiter and Dr. BJ Jensen. We'll be discussing ClearFlame's technology, which enables the integration of decarbonized fuels into diesel engines. Let's take a listen now. So maybe if you guys could just kind of start by providing an overview of the technology that ClearFlame is developing and kind of maybe what benefits that might offer to the heavy duty on and off highway equipment industries. Yeah, so uh, ClearFlame Engine Technologies, we're a technology provider that works with engine manufacturers to adapt their existing diesel engine platforms to still operate the diesel engine cycle and preserve all of the performance and fuel economy benefits of that engine cycle. But instead of needing petroleum diesel fuel, our innovation enables use of lower carbon decarbonized fuels like ethanol uh, to be used at that same efficiency level. So you can keep the performance without the emissions challenges or the uh, long-term fuel cost concerns or carbon concerns associated with petroleum diesel fuel. Mm. Okay. I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let Julie expand a little bit on how the technology itself operates. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, so what we, what we do is we make a few modifications to the base diesel engine architecture, um, adjusting the thermal management to create a high temperature environment. And that's what allows these clean burning fuels that we can use to ignite as if they were diesel fuel in the same mixing controlled manner and preserving that same uh, combustion style and process is what allows us to keep the torque and the power that the industry has come to rely on from their diesel engines. Um, And then we also adjust the air fuel ratio. And what that allows us to do is use a simplified after treatment system. We can use three-way catalysis to handle the NOx emissions instead of the SCR systems that are used today. And what that allows is not only drastically lower emissions, but also lower costs to meet those next generation of emission standards. Okay, all right. And so maybe, can you go into maybe a little bit more of uh, maybe the technology, a little bit more in the technology or maybe what makes it different or unique compared to maybe other types of technologies? Yeah, I think that comes from the fact that when you talk about these decarbonized fuels, you know, things like ethanol, it's traditionally thought of as a gasoline substitute because it has gasoline fuel-like behavior. It's hard to ignite. And so our innovation is, is taking that stock engine, as Julie referred to, changing the thermal management, which basically means leveraging the fact that there's already hot air coming out of the turbocharger. There's already hot exhaust available in the engine. You can use that higher temperature to overcome the fact that a fuel like ethanol is normally hard to ignite. And once you've done that, you know, when ethanol burns, just like diesel, it ultimately all turns into CO2 and water with, with some other things. And it's, and it's those benefits and the way that that combustion process happens that's critical to the diesel engine's performance. And so by managing the air out of the turbo and the exhaust gas loop, uh, providing some insulation to keep that energy in the engine, we can then burn that ethanol fuel without or as, as it would be burned like diesel fuel, but without its pollutant formation. And so the innovation is really around 
changing the thermal flows to get everything to run like a diesel, but with a different fuel. Okay. Okay. And are you guys looking to work directly with, say, an engine manufacturer to integrate this technology, or would you be going towards the equipment manufacturer or both, or I guess where, at what process would this technology be integrated? Yeah, it, it definitely has to come in at the engine stage. So, um, you know, if it's a, a vertically integrated OEM, you know, like a, a Volvo who makes their engines in their trucks, then yeah, then it would be the same. Uh, if, if not, if it's, you know, a, a, a Peterbilt buying engines from someone besides Packard, then we would work with the engine person. Um, it can either either be deployed as a new product, like like Julie was describing, because of the cost savings with after treatment. It is a, a premium performance pro product at lower production cost, um, but also because it's relatively simplistic in terms of the hardware changes. It's really again just some surface treatments and some adjustments to the fuel injection system. It also can be made available through those same engine partners, but as a aftermarket retrofit product and not just a new engine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then you mentioned before um, ethanol was an example of a fuel. Are there other uh, of the low carbon or carbon negative fuels? Are there specific ones that it works with? Is it any of them? Or can you go into the details on that a little bit more? Um, yeah, sure. So the, the core technology in um, adjusting the thermal management to burn any fuel as if it was diesel really unlocks the potential to run on any fuel but we're focused on fuels, um, first of all, that are liquids, because that enables simplified adoption um, using existing liquid refueling infrastructure. Yeah. Um, and then we also focus on fuels like ethanol that have a variety of renewable pathways um, that they can be made from. So other examples are things like methanol, which may um, be effective in some other more international markets, um, or even some ethanol gasoline blends with a higher ethanol content. Um, but the key is really th that we're focused on the liquids um, and then fuels that burn cleanly are really what enable us to get that clean emissions profile um, and those emissions benefits that really form the core of our value proposition to the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not really a technology question. It's a market question. Um, any relatively clean burning fuel um, will work in our technology. I mean, Julie mentioned ethanol and methanol. If we were to get larger scale distribution of something like liquefied natural gas, that would work. You know, if, if ammonia becomes the fuel of the future, that would work. Um, you know, we're focused on what we're focused on because it's what's already had the market acceptance and already the scaling mm -hmm. of the production and infrastructure for the fuels. But it's not because of any sort of technological in a, uh, limitation on, on our end. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then are there... Um many changes that would need to occur to an engine design or the piece of equipment that the engine would be integrated into in order to utilize this technology? Or um, maybe you can go into that a little bit more, or maybe how you would work with the manufacturer to integrate the technology? I think the best way to, to answer that is it's, it's very similar to today. If you don't want a diesel school bus, you can get a propane school bus. If you don't want a diesel big rig, you can get a natural gas big rig. It's about that same level of modification. You know, you're keeping 80, 90% of the parts the same. The engine block doesn't change. Um, you know, whenever you're touching fuel injection pistons, you probably want to integrate that at a stage the engine is apart. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's really no different than that level of modification 
that's required for those other technologies, and we can do that without the without the performance penalty that's associated with a spark ignition conversion. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, so then what are maybe some of the applications in which it can be used? I think it was mentioned that like maybe heavy duty trucks, is it also then off highway equipment, like a piece of construction or agriculture or mining equipment? Is there any sort of limit to the type or size of equipment that it could be used on? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, it's it's similar it's similar to your fuel question um it's it's really not a question of the technology it's a question of the market so um you know it, this is a technology that can be used anywhere a diesel engine can be used so everything you just said the trucks the construction equipment the farm tractors it all works um what clearflam is focused on is really those three things we just said and, and a few more staying away from markets like you know, passenger cars where electrification is a much more viable alternative to liquid fuels than it is in some of these off-road and, and long-haul applications. You know, similarly, if you start talking about really big engines, um, like the large two-stroke marine engines, there are enough other alternatives there that I think the relative value of what Clearflame offers is somewhat minimized. But, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not a question, again, of, of where our technology can work. It's where it's best differentiated compared to the other alternatives. And we're really focused on the sectors where right now there, there are no good ideas for the near future besides mm -hmm. diesel. And that's the market we're going after. Okay. I think one other um, application that I would add, um, I listened to one of your other podcasts about the um, hybrid powertrains with diesel range extenders. Um, and that's a perfect application for this technology. Um, you know, that the range extender then could be this renewably fueled clean burning engine that has the simplified after treatment to bring the cost down. Um, and that could even enable expansion of electrified powertrains um, by still providing, you know, that renewable profile you're looking for, but then allowing it to switch into, you know, truly zero emissions in an urban area while still having that long range that you might need to do your fleet logistics. Um, and so I think, yeah, the hybrids are another place that I'm very excited mm -hmm. about um, where this technology could find a place. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so um, I know you guys recently received uh, um, some funding from the DOE and to kind of continue uh, your work. Can you maybe talk about where you're at currently and where you're looking to go with the technology or if you're able to talk about that at all? Yeah. So um, we are currently doing our demonstrations on uh, a Cummins X15. That's our first kind of commercial product demonstration. Um, certainly not a completed product yet. There's more optimization to be done and more refinement to be done. But the Department of Energy money that you're referring to basically goes to take, you know, the early proof of concept results that we've already shown and turn them into a more of an optimized product. Um, in terms of what that means for, for us as a, a company, um, it's advancing the demonstration on that Cummins engine platform, moving it more and more towards a final product, and then also forming new partnerships uh, with OEMs in, in parallel sectors. You know, as you said, it's not just trucks, it's the trackers and construction. Those engines are very similar, um, but there are subtle differences in engine design and also mm -hmm. subtle differences in end user requirements. Mm -hmm. And we're at the point where we want to start actually engineering with those specific engines and applications in mind. So we'd like to get some parallel things going. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Um, I think that just the last question, I guess, I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to add or think our audience should know about the technology or some of the benefits or 
where you guys are kind of going in the future with it? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing I always like to make clear is, you know, I, I think it's really important that everyone realizes that it's almost a miracle that the diesel engine has come to actually be in all these wide range of applications and uses. And I think as we look towards the future, there is not going to be just one alternative that replaces mm -hmm. diesel. Right. And so when we're talking about Clearflame here today, we're not saying that Clearflame is better than diesel or electric and fuel cells in all the applications, just that it's gonna be an important complement to all these other solutions in the future. And mm -hmm. I think if, if our goal is to cost-effectively reduce emissions from all these sectors, and I mean both CO2 and the criteria pollutants, if we wanna do that cost-effectively, we have to be willing to look at a range of solutions so that we can be deploying those solutions and the applications that make the most sense for them. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you again to Julie and BJ for providing their insights into the Clear Flame technology. Be sure to tune in each week for another episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry. Okay.